Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. This is Carolyn Martin talking art today with Laura Reed and Brian Allen from The Figgy. And I have the pleasure today of talking with them about the big picture program that they run, which is an outreach program, unique service that The Figgy offers to students in elementary, middle schools, and high schools on both sides of the river. And it's a free program connecting curriculum to art. Welcome, Laura and Brian. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Yeah. Explain the concept behind the big picture. I would say the biggest component of the big picture is being able to bring art into classrooms all over the Quad Cities. Um, and we do it in, in such a way that we can find ourselves in anywhere from an art classroom, which you would assume would be the case, to um, social studies, to math classrooms, language arts, um, science. But um, it, So really, we're, we're able to be, be bringing art into areas of schools where you wouldn't normally maybe find it. Mm-hmm. This is a very unique program that most communities don't have. In fact, I, I'm not sure, but there may not be another program nationwide quite identical to this. It started out of a specific need in our community mm-hmm. um, with the Davenport schools. Um, yeah, actually, the the program I think came along um, er, rather early for the Figgy itself when it um, when it opened 2005. It was a few years where um, where the, there wasn't a program like this that existed, but um, it, it was a blend of things. Really, I think that the um, the museum itself it was a segue for schools and our community to become more aware of what the Figgy is doing by going out into the community and talking about it. Um, so it's a great lead in. So it did, the program actually started in 2008. Um, and then within those few years, with uh, we had um, our, of course, connection with the Davenport school system. And with some ch- curriculum changes that took place there, we were able to um, work in how art would would take place in the social studies classrooms, particularly in the sixth grade level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just – that really kind of just opened the door because all of a sudden we became a regular presence in – all of the or the intermediate schools in in Davenport, and mm-hmm. um, so it's just sort of it, it changes a little bit every year, and in some years we don't get to every school there, but um, but we for the most part we're we're, we're very much present, right? Yeah. You know, I think most of us think about the Figgy as this beautiful structure that you travel to, and I was not aware that the Figgy has such a far-reaching program where you go into the schools, again, on both sides of the river, mm-hmm. started in Davenport, but now it's Iowa and Illinois. There's approximately an hour radius around the quad cities that you serve in Illinois as far as Prophetstown and I think Fulton. Yeah, Brian does a lot of the far-reaching um, places. So. Down to Matherville, uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's one of the joys with our job, too, is thinking about relevance. So um, not only is it part of the duty or part of like how the program came to be, but it's also uh, one of the fun things that we get to do in education is make art relevant to um, different topics, but also to different types of people. And Right. Yeah. And there's a surprising number of topics. So I thought initially that it would be history or visual arts, but you enhance science, math, 
um, some language like Spanish classes um, in addition to this the the more common classes that you would link to art social studies and that type of thing um, can you give us some examples of how you relate topics and those various subjects to art yeah most recently I'm I'm in um, when you say language arts I'm in um, Moline in the middle schools going to Wilson and then going to John Deere I visit all the eighth grade language arts students at John Deere uh, middle school in Moline uh, you know, it's four times a year, and we do different topics as it relates to their units. So, as they really, you know learn one about censorship, we talk about art during World War II, or um, when they talk about trickster tales, we have a way to weave in zombies and and Haitian art. And then there's even a an activity component when the presentation's done that they can draw up a comic, and it all relates to the elements of a narrative. Yeah, so that's fascinating to me. So you you go in, you have a a lecture that you that you give to the students. And then you may take something in with you too, correct for them to see, and then do a hands-on project. So give us some more examples of some of the hand-on type projects that the kids get to benefit from. Well, um, as far as the, the hands-on objects to be able to touch and, and see, I think some of the most exciting ones are the older ones. Uh, so as we go into the sixth grade social studies rooms, as Laura mentioned earlier, uh, when we go in about ancient Egypt, we have a Ushapti that is from roughly like 450 BC. And what's that? It is a little. It's a little statue that's. It's only about four inches long, maybe, but um, it's made out of faience, which is this ceramic material that students can then we get to touch it and and hold it and to be able to touch something that existed roughly 2,400 years ago. I think is exciting for anyone. It is. And these, yeah, I think these kids get a thrill out of it. And then we also get to do that again when we come and talk to the classrooms about Rome and see these Roman oil lamps. Uh, that are 1,700 years old. And and you bring those into the classroom as well. We do, and we let them touch them. And, and yeah. they, it doesn't degrade them or affect them negatively? I think, the, well, all of our objects in our outreach collection were taken in with the intent that they would be brought into classrooms as learning um, and educational pieces. So, um, no, we're not pulling things off of our um, archives or in our uh, collection um, to to bring out. We we've actually been able to grow this outreach collection, and um, it kind of has come in many different ways. So we have had funding specifically to buy objects, and we will um, tailor those to units that we have. Maybe we don't have an object for. Um, or um, we can we kind of joke about it. We can make an, a lesson about anything, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because art is everywhere you see. So, um, and into that component, I think even the list of our offerings, the unit description guide that we have, has grown and grown. Um, and a lot of that is because we are listening for what teachers are, are asking for. Mm-hmm. And um, there's really, you know, it, there's way more of an impact if we are bringing in something that is relevant to what the kids are studying. Um, just as an example, we um, recently, our, our re- most recent purchase was to buy, we bought some Greek vase replicas, um, and they came from Athens, Greece, and they were done by a family in their workshop, and so it's kind of a nice little story to tell the kids about um, about that, about how you know the the cultures that are still trying to you know prolong themselves and. Um, so these are exact replicas, and I brought them in on Friday, actually, to a classroom here in Rock Island and um, in the second grade. And they were just learning about – well, they were learning about ancient Greece. And so that's why the teachers came in and asked us um, to, to talk about these. But we, they were so new that we hadn't even put together a lesson. And so I brought them out, and we were – I was showing them to the students, and they um, – they, the, one of the, the – um, 
the artwork on the outside of the vessel was about this myth about Oedipus and the Sphinx. And we got into this story, and I am not kidding, their heads were spinning because they had just read that story that morning, <laughs> and they perfect. knew it, and they could tell it before I could. And, like, those moments are just explosive. They're just so much fun. And, um, you know, it, I think that that's where to, the motivation keeps happening for mm-hmm. us to to not just sort of close down – you know, and say, these are the things we can offer because this is all we have time for. It's really keeping our job interesting, would you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to to listen to what, what lessons are out there or what lessons are being asked for and try and adapt. Because you cover kindergarten through 12th grade, the concepts do, um, do vary quite a bit. I was surprised to hear about, and I thought it was lovely, the way you could integrate art into math with Picasso and Cubism and... Mm-hmm even mm-hmm. architecture. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. I think kids get a little worried when they see a math problem fly up on the board, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or an equation. And, and even Brian, and oh, for me, I'll speak for myself, but I'm, I wasn't exactly like a lover of math in my youth. So um, even yesterday, I was talking to kids about design and this ratio of one, three, nine. And, um, you know, just the word ratio to some of those kids was like, what's that? Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it is, it's everywhere, but, Mm -hmm. um, certainly the Picasso one is a fun, is a fun unit and it is great to sometimes even be in an art room talking about Picasso and the kids will say, well, we're learning about him in math. And so it's, it's nice to see that it's all around. Mm -hmm. And teachers just contact you directly if they have a particular topic they want enhanced. How does that work? They do. Yeah. Oftentimes they do. I've been contacted by principals or we also hold a teacher appreciation open house every fall, and that's a good way to get new teachers. So we have mm-hmm. established ones, you know, as Laura was saying, how old the program is. Uh, going back to 2008, we have classrooms that we've been in since that time, mm-hmm. and we continue to visit again and again. Uh, but we also get new teachers all the time, and, and that open house is one way to get people to raise their eyebrows and, you know, come out and have some appetizers and, and, and um like a glass of wine and really learn about the different programs Figgy has mm-hmm. to offer. And then they see, we kind of put out a sampling of the different objects we have and presentations. And so that's, that's one way we get uh, new people to kind of yep, great. contact us. But great. yes, the teachers normally do it individually. You two must be very busy because the numbers for 2017 were staggering. The total number of students served was over 28,000. Yeah, that was just for our big picture program. So right. if you combine that with all of our outreach, it was over 30,000. Yeah, that is that know. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's almost very evenly split between Iowa and Illinois, which I think is, is, is an, again, something that makes this program so unique because uh, it's not constrained by state budgets for schools. Um, and because it's really paid for by a variety of – foundations, grants, corporate sponsors, individual sponsors, that that really allows the Figgy to touch our students equally in our community. And again, it's unique. Our community straddles two states. Yeah. I I think um, those numbers are are pretty high and staggering. But I think, you know, when you you add up, um, you know, so for example, yesterday I saw the entire school. So they quickly, they add up quickly. And um, you know, oftentimes it is, it's difficult to, um, maybe, you know, we, we plan our own schedules. And so we, it's, some of it is first come first serve others. Um, we try and prioritize because of maybe a lack of an art program in their school district or, um, you know, that's, it's probably one of the main things just, you know, and, and just timing. So, 
Um, it's it's wonderful to be able to work in small groups. We also enjoy the impact we have in a large group because you are reaching out and touching so many kids at one time. Um, but the climate's always different mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Museums sometimes uh, come off as inaccessible. I think some people are afraid of mm-hmm. going into a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, they worry they won't understand or fully appreciate the exhibits. Perhaps. What do you think? Programs like these increase our comfort with the with the arts and museums in particular. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that attitude is a little bit. I think it's getting older all the time. That attitude of museums being a kind of scary place. I agree. You know, we consistently fight that battle and. Um, the big picture is one way that we're able to do it and and talk to kids when they're in kindergarten and every grade level up about what a museum is and how it's not scary and you can go there and you can see art and it doesn't have you don't have to know anything before you come mm-hmm. in and you can make art uh, mm-hmm. but then we also do programs and events like we just had our our big day of the dead uh, family fiesta that you know brought in over 3,700 people. Is that right? I didn't hear the numbers. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that's another record. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so that that that's proof right there. And and actually, I heard a really great story last night um, in regard to Day of the Dead that um, there was you know a family coming in, and uh, apparently the parents. It was obvious they had not been to the figgy. They had been. I think it was actually their student or their child who had heard about it maybe in our schools when we took the program out um, in outreach with the big picture. And um, and he, they walked in the door and the, the parent had the guide, like what's happening that day. And there are people everywhere. And they just looked a little overwhelmed. And the student, the, the student took the sheet out of their parents' hand and said, I know exactly where this is. Like, let's go on. You got to go up here and down here. And, and they know the, they can navigate their way through. And, and that was because we had outreach with them. They came for a tour. And then they brought their family back for the big event. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that is ownership right there. And these are our future patrons right. in our museum that are hopefully will make this second nature. That's that's really the ultimate goal, and, and really the big picture. That's that's a that's a huge um, win for everybody when we're able to see those students come in for a tour because their classroom, you know, became aware of what the figgy's really doing. Um, Brings through, it full through. circle. Yeah, it does absolutely. bring it full circle. Yeah, because yeah, the big picture, as we've been talking about, involves you going out into the schools. But there are a lot of programs that bring the students into the figgy, and mm-hmm. and some of those are school bus trips. But some of those too are the free summer program that you offer. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, the the first time we had free summer, so we've had it three times in a row now, and we're hoping to to have it again next summer. And um, so what we decided to do for the big picture, since that's that's our time normally for for planning and and kind of getting ready for the next year, since we're free, we wanted to to offer this up, uh, a free program called the big picture in the house. So we kind of, what we did is we took our same type of programs and then we brought them in. And so what that allowed us to do was to have a, a drop-in program where, you know, families um, can just show up. They don't need to call in advance or register. It's a free program. They just show up and they're able to look at one of the exhibits or we were able to bring out one of our presentations and kind of modify it in a way that we could kind of sum it up in like, uh, you know, 20 or 30 minutes so we could still do a really fun project too in the studios. Yeah. And yeah. we get the luxury of, you know, having the actual art with us and, um, you know, we can go into the galleries and we can um, use materials that don't have to be transportable. Um, you know, those are little challenges we face when we go to outreach. But having Big Picture in the house is has just blossomed. Uh, you know, we went from, um, like Brian said, just sort of let's just add one more free offering as, pe- you know, families are coming in to 
this thing, we now have it twice. We offer it twice every week. and um, On Wednesdays. At, yeah, right? Wednesdays at, I think it was 10.30 and 1.30. Thank you for checking. Um, but yeah, so we're at capacity every time. And, you know, it was sort of like Brian and I would be about one or 10.25 and we'd walk down and, you know, we don't know if it's going to be empty in the lobby or if it's, there's a rumbling in as we go down the stairway. You can hear people talking and kids running around and you're thinking, okay, you know, and so we um, – you know, we actually have an intern that was assigned to be our our helper with that. She would immediately run back upstairs and start setting up more um, stations for them to create their artworks and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of – you never know what you're going to get on the yeah. <laughs> I happened to be there uh, one Wednesday this summer and witnessed this interaction between a young woman who's probably middle school aged and she was in the figgy and came running down the stairs and saw you and <laughs> – remembered you from your school visit yeah. and that was that was just a great interaction so what are some of your favorite topics to introduce students to okay let's see this is always hard you um you know i i think um because of the time of year we're in with um with just nostalgic and thanksgiving and the beautiful fall um my mind always goes toward the midwest regionalism and maybe it's because right now at the figgy we also have um an exhibition about Irma Renee Cohn and she's a rock islander and um you know the fact that um she she was doing her artwork at, you know right during this time as well and but just the whole idea that um you know talking to students about how to be really excited and proud about the region where we're in mm -hmm. and how that led to an art movement and how, um, you know, artists can be inspired just simply by their surroundings and, and to be able to take in some of the objects of even, you know, our local legend artists like John Bloom and Isabel Bloom. And um, we have a wonderful notebook or sketchbook that uh, John Bloom did to, you know, we can, and when he was like nine years old and that thing that just captivates, um, you know, if you ever want to captivate a, nine to 12 year old boy, which is like, you know, and, and talk to show him what, what another, you know, young man was doing at that age and, and what was going through his mind. And, you know, I don't really think that happens so much anymore where kids are keeping sketchbooks, but, um, those, that kind of thing is really fun. And, um, and then, you know, we can practice with them and do a, just a very quick exercise about how they do a, they'll do a textured landscape. And to me that this time of year is really fun to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my faves. Great. What do you think, Brian? <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking as as Laura was talking, and I was thinking a lot about the my favorite is when the students are the most excited, mm -hmm. and it doesn't even really matter what the topic is, so long as there's like a sort of uh, like a conversation as as we're doing now, like a sort of feedback where we can really get them excited, and and that's why I really like going out to the middle schools because I feel like there's this time uh, that's that they're still willing to do the activities and they're still willing to be excited about things and you don't have to be too cool yet. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think the sixth grade level, when I come out and talk about Leonardo uh, da Vinci and, and kind of unveil some of the mystery behind some of the artworks or some of the mystique that this person was and and encourage them to kind of think differently and I think that, that to me is one of the most exciting ones. Mm -hmm. I think that idea too of thinking differently is so important. Art does make us think differently. It makes us think more critically. And there's been s such a shift in education, it seems like recently, for important reasons towards STEM programs, you know, mm -hmm. science, technology, yeah. engineering, math. But I think 
you can go too far and it can be so skewed that way that we lose focus of the arts yeah. and the humanities. And I think really a, a, a full, um, educated, very civilized society is grounded in art. Yeah, so that's the whole debate. STEM to STEAM mm-hmm. is what we're looking at. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, we, we might yeah, I mean, that. I talk a lot with my I, – I teach also a, through Scott Community College an art appreciation class, and I talk a lot about with them the idea versus education versus vocation. And kind of what you're talking about I mm-hmm. think is more preparing someone for life as right. opposed to preparing someone for a job. Mm-hmm. And I think at the level of um, big picture, though, if you wanted to argue about how some of these are job skills, I think that in the 21st century creative, creative thinking and problem solving are things that we, we value. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. So I'm so grateful that you two have been able to make such an impact in our community. It, it really is amazing to think that 30,000 children have been affected by your work. And so thank you so much. And we're grateful to the Figgy for pulling this program together. Well, Thanks for having us. Yeah, we've really in, enjoyed our work. And um, we look forward to seeing, watching where it goes in the future. Great. Laura Reet and Brian Allen from The Big Picture, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks, Carolyn. Yep. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Calm.